Hi, and welcome to the Unbridled Unicorn Podcast. I'm your host, Ginger Fox, and with me today is my guest, Nikki Dix. Hello. Nikki and I are going to discuss her experience in the lifestyle. And when did you join? Five years ago, July 5th, actually. So you've been in for five years, mm-hmm. and obviously you're enjoying yourselves. Absolutely. I guess we should explain. So you're half of a married couple. Very true. Thank you. <laughs> and you've been together forever, practically, <laughs> since we were 17 years old. Yeah, a couple of decades, at least. Yeah. A few. Yeah. No one wants to give their age away. <laughs> so um, I guess first, for people that are curious... If you want to tell us why and how you first discovered the lifestyle and swinging. Truly, it was by accident because I didn't even know it really existed. We had heard stories of people living in bridge mill with upside down pineapples in their carts and that meant that they were swingers or something like that. No concept. Didn't have any clue, really. Um... But the reason we stumbled upon it was because my husband and I had been together since we were 17 years old and he had never been with anybody else but me. So we got together and he was a virgin and I would like to say the same. (laughs) However, um, so as a reward for being together for so many years, <laughs> no, actually he just, of course, like every man on the planet has a fantasy of a threesome. Every man. In this case with another woman. Correct. With another woman. I wanted the whole, what they call MFF now, I yes. guess in the lifestyle is what you would, would term that, which is a male, female, female. And... Honestly, I wanted to give him that gift for many, many, many years of married life and faithfulness and having a desire and talking about a desire together and sharing that desire. I didn't have the desire personally. No desire to kiss a woman. Never had done it my whole entire life. Wasn't anything I wanted to do. You still identified as straight. Absolutely. A hundred percent. That was not on my radar at all. This was all a gift for him and trying to come up with a creative way to get to that solution. Being married forever had no clue how to do it. So I'm, I don't know, I'm thinking and trying to find a way. And so the only thing I could think about was, okay, in outside of Las Vegas, there are these ranches, which there was a, li- a reality television program right. about the bunny ranch, right? Okay, so you could go pick out a girl in a lineup <laughs> and you could go have this threesome in the room. So I'm like, okay, that's what I can do, right? So I'm like saving up my money, putting some money away in a savings account. So I'm like, I had like $800 saved up. So you two found out that it cost way more money than you anticipated, and he suggested going and finding someone organically, like maybe at a bar. Okay, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> how long has it been since you picked up a woman in the bar? <laughs> like never. <laughs> like neither have I. Right. So we had no idea. <laughs> then we're laying in bed one night, and a Yahoo or article came across hmm. the top 10 sexiest things to do in 
Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Which is where we live, by the way. And number one on the list was the trapeze. So we're reading this article and we're like, hmm. And we look it up online and we're looking at Yelp articles and pictures. <laughs> and I remember we're like, well, what do you think? Well, I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't know. What do you think? I'm like, we could go and give it a try. I mean, let's see. And that was, I don't know, that was like a Tuesday night. We decided to go on Friday night. I was sick to my stomach thinking about, oh my God, I'm going to go to this club where people get naked. And I I couldn't comprehend that. That was just like... Hmm mind-blowing to me and that was very intimidated. <laughs> so this was July 2015? Correct. Or, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. As, and, and that happened to be a Friday night, July 5th, the first night we went. So, Thursday night, I know I remember I said to myself, just put your big girl pants on. You're going to be fine. And I woke up Friday. I was confident. I was fine. We got together. We got ready. We went. And I was totally relaxed and fine and confident and had a fantastic time. So what happened that first time? Did you play with anyone? Did you just talk? Did you just watch? Oh, my God. And you stayed on the regular side. You didn't go into VIP that night. We did. We did. We we never been to the trapeze club ever before in our lives um very nervous about filling out the application you know they have a driver's license oh my god <laughs> uh, everybody was so great the staff was wonderful the manager greeted us uh david at the time took us around showed us the club I mean, it was just great. What was fantastic is there was a couple there. I think they were hosting. They greeted us. They introduced themselves. Was it an SDC night? I don't know if it was. I don't know. They were hosting some event. Or they, they, okay. So eventually I found out they, they, they had been SDC hosts, but Mm -hmm. I don't think we were hosting that night. Um, They must have seen the deer and headlight look that Mm -hmm. we gave. They must have known we were new. And they did talk with us and chat with us and recognize the fact that we're new and just told us, kind of, told us about SDC. I think David had a profile up for us within 24 hours of being at the club that night. But anyhow, it was mind-blowing. We had a great time. The food was wonderful. The staff was wonderful. The, the, of course, we had our own alcohol, so that was fine. The bartenders were amazing. So the couple that you met, did you make out with them at all? Did you play with them at Nothing. all? I know you guys were soft swap early on. We, so that night, did you watch anyone or you just had the other guy tell you about it? We didn't know any of that term- terminology, by the way. Right, right. None. Um, he did explain a few things to us that night, but not, I mean, just pretty much about SDC, um, about there is a lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? No clue that that even really existed. I thought it was a fantasy world or just make believe or I don't know. 
Right. I didn't learn the terms lifestyle and SDC until March 2017, which of course is a couple that I am still friends with and I'm hoping I can have on the podcast soon. And absolutely until 2017, I thought swinging was something that had occurred in the 70s and yeah. maybe in the early 80s. And it never occurred to me what happened to it, where it went, but I certainly didn't think it existed yeah. anymore. And it when I first rumor. came ac- across uh, trapeze in 20. 20- 14, when I was looking into finding another female outside of my marriage, I think I came across the club and was reading about it and considering, you know, whether or not to go there with my husband at the time. And uh, I was picturing it with shag carpet and being all gross, seedy people. I was completely picturing the 70s taking place in 2014. It mm-hmm. didn't occur to me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we went back, of course, we had to experience the whole club. So we went back to the naked part of the club Mm -hmm. where you have to put a towel on. So we got lockers, put a towel on. Um, I was confident. I I was not insecure or afraid. And there's so many different people and body Mm -hmm. types. And just, I was at ease, totally comfortable. Mm -hmm. It was, it was shocking. It was almost like I was just in my own element. It just, it felt so natural to be Mm -hmm. there. And I had no reservations and just what it was so respectful that Mm -hmm. I felt so comfortable just watching and not feeling like I had to participate. Right. Right. Which thank God. And I think that can be a scary thing about going there the first time is you don't know what it's going to be like. So you can imagine it maybe being a more concerning environment if you don't know beforehand. If you don't hear a podcast like this beforehand yeah. to hear and learn from other no people what it's going to be like. No participation is necessary. I did like the fact that they said no means no. Right. That's that's right. part of the... I like the website up front tells yeah. you a lot of those things and the dress code. and Yeah, when you yeah. register and you fill out, you, you get the rules and you know. It's like mm-hmm. I felt comfortable in that environment. Mm-hmm. And we did go back to the couple's room. Yeah, I probably feel safer in there than I do a regular straight bar. For sure. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I'm hit on less, actually. It's kind of strange. I do more hitting on. I do the more, you know. The Buckhead bars like that used to exist uh, in the early 2000s when I was an undergrad, I was a lot more worried about going to than I would be trapeze. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing, though, in the group room. We just really were in awe fascination watching watching people have sex right in front of you it was crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was I remember there was this couple this girl who she like butterflied it was adorable but she Mm -hmm. butterflied from one couple to the next couple to the next couple a unicorn no she actually had a guy she was part of a partnership that was in the couple's room Mm -hmm. and she just I don't she was just she just knew everyone no, she, I don't know what it was, but she just kind of went around and just, she, she came to us for a moment and just, <laughs> and she was like, can I kiss you? And we're like, well, okay. Did she kiss you? She kissed my, was that your first female kiss? She kissed David and then she kissed, kind of kind of kissed me and, 
And <laughs> I mean, she just butterflied over us for a couple minutes and then moved to the next couple. And it was freaky and weird and strange, but fun and erotic. And mm-hmm. the whole environment was so sexually erotic. And we did nothing with anybody but that little butterfly that came around. And, but I'm telling you what, our sex was on over drive (laughs) when we got home we had sex four times in five hours oh my gosh six hours so what time did you get home was that before you went to bed at night two o'clock in the morning but all night long like we were constantly (laughs) it was like and we hadn't done that in 20 years probably if ever really (laughs) (laughs) so it was amazing we were on a high we had such a good time pretty much doing nothing with nobody Mm -hmm. but just being around that intensely sexual energy uh the next day we're like what do you think that was so much fun what do you think why don't we go back again (laughs) all right let's go back again so saturday night we went back again we took the 800 dollars that i had saved up and we joined the diamond club that night we went to the diamond (laughs) club that night and we've been members ever since and we're <laughs> just celebrated five years, so congratulations! Thank you. <laughs> um, so, just to make sure this episode doesn't become a complete advertisement for SDC, true. Not that, or the not trapeze. that I'm opposed to. Well, that's what I meant to say. Actually, that's mm-hmm. what I meant to refer to. But yes, um, because that happens to be part of your story and to be coming up. But there's a lot more than that. And so, um, you've talked about what some of your earliest conversations were. And it sounds like you got to a confident place very quickly, but did you have any reservations early on? And what were those? You know, I, that's the strangest part about it is this lifestyle, which it took us just a few weeks to identify with. It didn't take us long actually to identify with it because I think we went on our first SDC date like the next week or two Mm -hmm. and the wonderful thing is we're still very very close and good friends with Mm -hmm. the very first couple that we went out with right um from the website and they were other newbies also and you kind of grew together and so for those of you who don't know soft swap is basically doing everything but intercourse together kissing fondling so the second night we were there we met we went to the diamond club and we met a couple there that we were sitting at the bar and they came up and talked to us and they're the ones who introduced us to the terminology. They said, mm. are you in lifestyle? Well, no, this is our second night here at the club. Um, do you know what soft swap and full swap? No, have no idea. Okay. Well, soft swap is everything but intercourse. I'm like, I can do that. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Sign me up. They're like, well, let's go. (laughs) And we did. And it was amazing. It was just absolutely. We went to one of the group rooms in the very back right there. And and it it was just the four of us. Mm -hmm. And we just, it was just touching and kissing and fondling. And it was just amazing. And, and we just were only penetrated by our own spouses, which mm-hmm. was... So same which room. Which was easy. Right. Same right. room. So sometimes people early on have sex with their partners next to another couple, and that's mm-hmm. another way of also kind of phasing in mm-hmm. that you're in the same room 
together having sex, but not with the Which other Which early on, yet. that was a beautiful moment. We mm-hmm. were in a bed, a group bed, but we were just having sex among ourselves. And there was another couple right next to us having sex. Mm-hmm. And then we just kind of touched and held hands while we were only having sex with our own partners and Mm -hmm. that was one of the most erotic things Mm -hmm. I've experienced and that was a beautiful moment again when we run into that couple here and there we have fond moments Mm -hmm. memories memories. of that moment Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think it's interesting how as people evolve and move through their time in the lifestyle you know people once they become full swap they can be oh i don't want to match with soft swap couple i don't want to play with a swap soft swap couple you know now that we're full swap but what's nice is that there's always new people in it and so anyone who's soft swap can always find other people that are also in that soft swap phase mm-hmm. even when other people that have previously been soft swap are moving forward and that's also kind of a nice thing about a unicorn is that you know you can have the girl on girl only or the only another female because in my experience as a unicorn a lot of the couples that i'm with they're not ready for another male penetration experience yet Mm -hmm. and you know that's a difficult thing one of the things i'm interested in discussing a lot on this podcast is boundaries and how we grow and setting those and how we learn that and giving each other our experiences and addressing boundaries but I think it is also easy early on when you don't yet have to deal with another male partner setting boundaries. Well, the funny part about it is we got into this and went to the club to try to get that unicorn experience, which we didn't even know that was the term for it, by the way. (laughs) And then, of course, we watched the first night this man that we're talking to get two unicorns (laughs) and his wife. He was like the stud of all studs that came out of the room that night. I'm still, I don't know. Oh. Because we've had a Neapolitan, which is three women, a redhead, a brunette, and a blonde, which I may have coined that term. I'm not sure if that's an existing term otherwise, but um, but they weren't all, I think I may have been the only single one still. So it took us six months to finally get the unicorn experience. Mm-hmm. So too funny. And what, in five years you've had three or four that were technically Probably. unicorns that yeah. weren't hot wives? Yeah, yeah. So hot wives yeah. are married women who so can play without the husband. Still really are very hard to yeah, find. Less than one a year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Until. I mean, some last longer than well, a year. For but. sure. <laughs> a couple years. Um, so I guess another interesting thing people might be curious about is what do you consider your biggest benefits and successes overall, you know, either your successes as a couple being in the lifestyle, moving through it, or the successes you've experienced in the lifestyle or the benefits of being in the lifestyle. Clearly you're choosing to still be in it, to continue to identify with it. So clearly. Obviously the benefits have outweighed the negatives for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that there haven't been negative experiences. Sure. Because everything you do in life has sure and you can adjust them in whichever order um but hiccups are the hard parts yeah um i think what it has done for david and myself is that we communicate on a deeper level than we've ever communicated in our entire lives we're raw we're open um we talk about what we enjoy, what we don't enjoy. Um, We process everything together. So that has been very 
and we can be real with ourselves. Right. It seems like the level of honesty in order to process and communicate I mean, about those things. Yeah. Obviously, everything hasn't been awesome or the best. There have been some not great experiences, which we've learned from. And we can go through it and go, you know what? I don't like that. Right. I don't want to do that again. <laughs> oh, that was not a good night for me. Right. I, I, But I can take away from that what I liked, what I didn't like, what I don't mm-hmm. want to do again. Mm-hmm. And decide uh, how you're going to address it in the future. Yeah. yeah. And it, or avoid it. Every experience has grown um, myself as an individual. Mm-hmm. And then my partner and I, you mm-hmm. know, we've both grown through every event that's been brought to us. The one thing I can say is don't do this to try to save a marriage or a relationship. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. no. Um, it will grow you definitely if you're open and honest and you'll go to a, a level of communication you never knew existed. Mm-hmm. But it also, if there have been a lot of insecurities that I've grown through. Sure. Being in this, um, that have that have taken me as an individual and then us as a couple to better intimacy, even with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've had we've had some challenging um, episodes, but it's grown us, and I, we've come out on the other side stronger than ever. Um, we've evolved, you know, it took, it took six months before we had a unicorn, unicorn experience. It took six months and then we ended up doing full swap with the, um, the very first date we had with SDC who Mm -hmm. was soft swap also. Was that before or after the unicorn that you went full swap or around the same time? I think it was around the same time actually. Um, so we did a full swap with them, which was an amazing experience because we'd known them for six months. We were very, very close with them. Mm-hmm. Um, had done a foursome, a sixsome, a eightsome, a tensome, <laughs> done group experiences, <laughs> amazing, wonderful experiences. Um, we had shared together as couples and gone out into the real world together with them. Mm-hmm. Into on, the vanilla world. Into the vanilla world doing dates and hanging out and then to have this full swap experience Mm. where we actually swapped um, husbands for the night in the same room. We did Mm -hmm. the same room. Um, Probably 90% of everything we've done is same room Mm -hmm. where we're both participating in the same room together Mm -hmm. with other couples. And I guess since that's, um, people tend to go one way or the other and their preference in that, because sometimes I do see, I'm always a bit surprised personally, but there are couples who prefer to be separate room. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to say what it is you guys prefer about same room personally. Yeah, we, and then we've tried the separate room and, um, it's a strange experience to go in and shut the door and have it be you and a male that is not your husband in the room. Um, it was a strange experience the very, very first time we did that separate room experience where he went into a whole nother room mm-hmm. with another female and I went into a whole nother room with another male. And um, and we've done it a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had some great moments in that. And then we've had some not so great moments in that. 
and I can say as a preference, I prefer to me, and I, I use this, I equate this as like playing doubles tennis as opposed to playing singles. Mm-hmm. I like to play doubles tennis. I like us both on the same court, playing together. I feel like it's mm-hmm. a sport we participate in together. Mm-hmm. And we're good at tag teaming each other. We're good. He's great at tag teaming in general. I mean, he and I tag team other women together well too. Yeah, so he's a he's a good tag teamer. Yeah, he's very good. He, he's a captain. <laughs> he takes charge. <laughs> he tells you what to do. And you, yes, yes. I, I used to be opposed to that, but when people are good at what they're good at, you just yeah. you let them do it. Take their lead. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, I do prefer that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's nice. So I guess we've been talking for a while now, so I feel like hopefully you will be a regular guest and I can have you back. Oh, thank you. So, yeah. (laughs) Um, At this point, I guess maybe if you want to offer what you maybe wish you had known sooner for for people who are new, what do you think would have been most helpful if you would listen to a podcast and someone could have given you a little nugget of something? And I did listen to some podcasts and some advice in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was helpful. And I also joined a group on Facebook that was just a bunch of female lifestyle women. Mm -hmm. And it was Mm. very helpful to hear others experience with say jealousy or insecurity mm-hmm. um so that i can learn that those are those are things that all women experience right i think sometimes like for example when i used to read up on things like non-monogamy polyamory i think a lot of people imagine not that this is what you are saying but uh in terms of what it's making me think of um people expect that you're supposed to not experience jealousy and it's right. not it's not that if you're the right kind of person or doing the right thing that you don't experience jealousy it's that you anticipate jealousy is an emotion that I will most likely experience at some point with this and you prepare yourself for it and you prepare yourself to address it and you address it you acknowledge it and you move through it and you work through it I think that's the key the key is don't deny the feelings that come up because there's so many times you're right. I would like, why am I feeling this way? I shouldn't feel this way. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a very stable, long-term relationship. He loves me. This is, you know, I know he loves me. I'm confident the fact that he loves me. The fact of the matter is, we're humans and we are insecure, and there are going to be times that those emotions are going to come up. And one of the things I know from outside of lifestyle is that feelings aren't facts and I know that you know that analytically but still emotionally sometimes you have to go okay let me just feel this feeling right you don't want to invalidate it it. on one hand they're not facts but on the other hand you don't want to invalidate your own emotional experience because that doesn't help right move through it and then you say okay what am I learning from this this Mm -hmm. experience and what can I take away from this and what do I want to do differently next time again I can't tell you how many times I've we've had that conversation is I liked that but what would I do differently mm-hmm. or I like that I want to do that again. Right. Yeah. Actually, one of the earliest experiences I had as a unicorn there was a couple um that was a dom sub couple and I wasn't yet very good at speaking up, you know, I still hadn't had very many relationships and definitely not with males. And 
Luckily for me, one of the things he personally did as a dom was that afterwards he would follow up with me and ask me if I had liked it and what I had liked about it and if there was anything I hadn't liked about it. And he would ask me and I, I wouldn't have spoken up otherwise. And I'm not proud of that, but you know, I'm, I can't tell, say that I'm bad or anything, but it helped me a lot. It helped me to grow, to be made to feel safe and to feel like I had a voice. And at that time I had to push myself to say, even I really liked when you did X, I would like to do X again, you know, mm-hmm. and, and to say, I didn't enjoy that. And it's really great when you can feel mm-hmm. confident in doing that. And just one thing I want to mention in terms of my motivation in doing this podcast is, you know, it can be very hard to find factual documentary kind of information about the swinging lifestyle. When I've read articles from outside journalists going in to talk about lifestyle, I've been very taken aback at the way they'll say, well, the women claim that they're empowered and the women claim that they make decisions. And it's actually, it's as if these journalists, whether male or female, in this case, I'm thinking of male, will seem to think that they're being very feminist as if they're actually sticking up for these women who are being objectified and not having a voice. And it's actually very condescending and offensive that they're saying the women are claiming something as if it's not true and they, the journalist, can see the truth and Mm -hmm. the women themselves don't know what they're talking about. And uh, in my experience and what I've seen, I think, in you and other women that I'm interested in sharing with other people is how being in the lifestyle and moving through it, we do evolve in our voice and our boundaries and speaking up for what we like and identifying what we like and what our desires are. Mm -hmm. One of the first things that was expressed to us is that the the lowest denominator sets the mood of the room okay so when you're doing group play mm-hmm. the person that whatever that least common denominator wants to participate in sets the whole room mm. so if someone doesn't want full swap you go with that person Right. Hopefully. Well, that's how we were. That's (laughs) how we were trained. Right. And that's good. That's what our group always Mm -hmm. went with is what is. And you do if you find out with the least. Right. With the the, right. And it it worked for us. Right. Always worked for us. And then another thing is that the woman sets the rules. Mm -hmm. The woman decides. The woman sets the boundaries. And. To me, again, that's a that's right. That's a beautiful moment of empowerment that we do hold the power. Mm-hmm. It's up to us. We decide what we are comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with. And then the room goes with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think I look forward to discussing that more in a future episode with you. Um, in addition to possibly your trips to Hedonism in Jamaica. Absolutely. And Desire in Cancun oh and possibly goodness. some videos that you have made. and So many fun things. Hopefully we'll be making. It's been a very fun. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please hit subscribe and tell your friends about it. And you are more than welcome to send in questions for future episodes. Among other things, I am interested in doing an Ask a Unicorn series. So send those questions in and... See you next time.